This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, Molly and I are super excited to be talking about the question of asking for help. Today's episode should be pretty interesting because Molly and I have somewhat different views on how to ask for help and how to accept help. I think that's the biggest thing, too, that I'm excited to chat about with you is accepting help. That's pretty hard for me, and I think even just chatting, we always chat a little bit before the episode, but even just chatting about it opened my eyes up a little bit, so I'm excited to delve really deep into the topic. Yes, me too. So the reason that we decided to do this was because last week I had an experience that reminded me that we as a general population don't ask for help as much as we could. And there are a lot of benefits to actually being comfortable seeking the assistance of others as opposed to trying to do everything ourselves. So what happened was I received a text that was part of a larger group message from a friend of mine. And she said, Hey guys, I'm at the auto shop down the street. We live in the same neighborhood. And so the text, I didn't recognize many of the people's phone numbers, but I assume they were all from the neighborhood because she said something along the lines of I'm at the auto shop. I had to take my car in and I need a ride home. Is anyone in the neighborhood that could give me a ride back home? And so I happened to see it at the right time. I was about to get in my car to drive home anyway. So I was able to pick her up about five or 10 minutes later. And the reason this was so significant to me is because when she got in the car, she was like, oh, thank you so much. You know, I was actually nervous to text the group because I didn't want people to think, oh, wow, she's so cheap. She can't even take an Uber home. It's five minutes. It probably would have been like a $3 Uber ride but she didn't want to do that. And it's not that she was cheap and she considered taking the Uber, but she thought, you know, why not reach out and ask for help? Because if someone happens to be nearby, that's a lot more convenient. And so giving her the ride made me feel good. It gave us the chance to catch up and it also is helping to burgeon more of a sense of community because now If let's say I'm in a bind and I need help from someone nearby, I can text that group and she kind of opened the door to allowing us to ask for help. But what I made me realize after I dropped her off, I started to think about how independent we all are and how she, we literally can go through life without asking for help from anybody because we have access to so many different tools and resources, which are phenomenal. We don't need to ask for directions. We can use our GPS. We don't need to ask for a ride. We can call an Uber. We don't need to talk to someone at the grocery store. We can order it online or we can read reviews instead of asking someone, oh, what do you think about this product? We can just read about it on the internet and see what people said there. But I think asking for help is really a lost art. Actually, in my as I was thinking about this, I was researching and I found that there's a book called The Lost Art of Asking for Help. I haven't read oh, wow. it, so I can't review about it. But it is something that I think we need to bring back. And we're going to talk today about all the benefits of asking for help and how to become more comfortable doing so. Yeah, I think even just going back to the idea that we are so reliant and we're expected to use technology and new advances to 
support ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, I, I do wean on the side of like, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am in the mentality of like strong, independent woman. I can do anything myself. I don't need to ask for help. But then just even thinking about this, it is making me think more about like, why do I need to be so independent and why is that sometimes bad? So thinking back, even like when my parents were growing up or my parents were raising me, there's a huge community around them of parents who are always babysitting each other, helping each other. If a baby got sick, they would have someone to be there for them. And it builds this whole familial sense of community by supporting each other and asking for help. Nowadays, I feel like it's different because you're right, Trisha, you don't have to reach out to anybody personally that you know to ask for help. It could all be through service models that we've created in this century. And it doesn't allow for the space to create community and it doesn't allow for yourself to connect with others that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. And the the community aspect is so important. And what I loved about just that experience, because it strengthened our bond for her to say, she even told me that I kind of reinstilled her faith in people because she said, she was telling me a story about how she asked for help a few months prior on something. And the person just kind of flat out said no. And she was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do everything myself. And yes, there's so many pros to being independent and saying, I can do this for myself. The thing is you don't, as long as you know, I could do this by myself, but I don't want to. And you're comfortable with the fact that, Hey, this isn't just about me. Yes. I could do this by myself, but by asking someone else, I'm getting a chance to one, spend time with them two give them a chance to help me because here's the big factor in all of this, helping people. When someone helps another person, they have a release of oxytocin, which increases the amount of serotonin and dopamine levels. And that makes them feel good. And so by me, by her giving me the opportunity to help her, I got to feel good that I got to look at my day and be like, wow, I did something nice today. I did a favor for a friend. Had she not reached out, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. So it's not just about you asking for help. It's about the person who gets to help you. I actually have a good example about this. About Trisha is a couple, about a year or so ago, I was dating around and stuff and I was having not so great luck <laughs> and there was someone in particular and I kept on calling Trisha about that person being like I need help I need advice I don't know what to do da 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 typical dating stuff and Trisha was like my go-to person who was helping me about it and I felt so guilty because I was leaning on her so much and being like I need help I don't know what to do craft this text all that classic stuff and I think I told her, I said, I'm so sorry. I, I won't, t- I will stop texting you after this time because I can do it myself. Like I'll figure it out. Um, and Trisha helped me by saying, please don't like, please do keep reaching out to me because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel connected to your love life. It makes me feel like I know what's going on and it makes me have a purpose that fulfills or like fills you up. Mm-hmm. And I think So I, first of all, just love helping people in those scenarios. And I think a lot of people enjoy helping others more than we expect. So what really stood out to me just now when you were talking was the sense of guilt that we feel. Why do we feel guilty asking for help? 
because we've been trained to believe we can do it all ourselves and we can. But when we look at the people that are happiest in the world, the blue zones, those are the people that have a sense of community. So Wait, hold on. Go back because I don't know if everyone knows what a blue zone is. So blue zones are parts of the world where people live, the average life expectancy is around 100 years. And so I don't know enough about blue zones off the top of my head to talk, but one of the nutrition goes into it, lifestyle goes into it, but a huge element of what helps these people live long, happy, healthy lives is the fact that they have a system of community built in and they're not so focused on independence. And a lot of cultures, I feel like, do this a lot better than Americans do. Oh, yeah. You have a lot more emphasis on family. And yes, there are pros to being independent and all of that. But when we think about humans by nature, we're social beings and we're meant to be around each other. The hunter-gatherer days, you had to depend on other people for help. And that is okay. So what I really want to get across in this episode... And more than okay. mm -hmm, This episode is don't feel guilty asking for help because we are biologically wired to do that and to assist each other. The other thing I thought was funny about that experience was... I gave her a ride and then she was very insistent, like, okay, I'm going to get you a coffee or I'm going to get you a drink. I'm going to get you something. It's like, it's fine. Like you don't have to do anything for me. I was doing this out of the goodness of my heart because I wanted to, and it made me feel good. And it was convenient anyway. Like I really didn't go out of my way. And I let her buy me coffee because she really wanted to. But I think it's a helpful skill to be able to receive help without the without feeling obliged to reciprocate. And I know this is something Molly struggles with as well. I, yeah, I'm, I'm more of Trisha's friend in that way where I always have to kind of pay the person back for helping me. So in the example where Trisha was helping me with that boy, like I did want to send her like a huge thank you text or I did want to like, I mean, I guess that would have been fine, but go above and beyond to show her how much I care not cared I don't know I feel like I have to pay back the person if they help me basically there is a difference though between showing appreciation which you should do you should definitely show appreciation if I picked her up from the car place and she didn't say thank you that would have been like mm. but it's showing appreciation in the form of saying thank you like Molly as sending a text would be appropriate but if Molly yeah. sent me a whole care package and said this is just because you're my friend Yes, that would have been nice, but if we do that for every single favor, it becomes a back and forth. You're kind of one-upping each other. Like, you did this favor, so I'm going to do this better favor. And you did that favor, I'm going to do this other favor. And it's like, then the benefits of doing the favor get negated. This is huge for me in paying situations. So Mm -hmm. I had a friend come visit me the other weekend from Seattle, and she obviously stayed with me in my apartment. And because she stayed with me when we went out to dinner or brunch or something for a meal, she was like, I'm getting this one, like I'm paying. And I felt so guilty because I was like, oh no, like, but she paid for the flight and I have to pay her back. And it, I think this has happened almost every trip when we visited each other because we're both wanting to, I don't know. So the whole weekend, literally every meal was like, no, I've got it. No, I've got it. No, you paid for the last one. No, I want to pay you back for because you paid this back. And at one point she looked at me, she's like, Molly, I'm paying for this because I'm saying thank you. It's just stop trying to get back, get 
get back whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really hard for me and it's still really hard for me. And I think that shows how much you care and you really do want to show your appreciation. We obviously never want to take advantage of someone. And so that's probably where this is coming from in people who are not so good at receiving help is we don't want to feel like we are being taken that we are taking advantage of them or taking them for granted, or it could be out of the complex of, I have to do this myself. But really, it's okay to ask for help because people enjoy it and you're giving them the chance to do something kind for you. And I think I'm just thinking about this now. There's a difference between asking for help and expecting help too because I do know people in my life, not my life, I've heard of people, I guess, taking advantage of others being like, oh, I'm going to crash at your place because I something happened instead of being like, hey, please, can I stay at your place tonight? I promise I won't be too big of a burden. They're expecting support and help. And that rubs other people the wrong way. I don't want to help people in those situations because I'm thinking you're taking advantage of my support. Yes. Big point on that. It's really important to know how to ask for help. So always ask for help out of a state of humility and gratitude as opposed to entitlement or demanding something. So if, for example, you're at a restaurant and you are gluten-free, you can ask in a way that will make the waiter want to accommodate you. So if, for example, you're looking at the burger and you say, excuse me, is it at all possible to get this burger made gluten-free versus I don't eat gluten, so I'm going to need you to take off the bun and blah, 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 and do this and that. By asking out of a sense of entitlement and sort of demanding that they meet your needs, the waiter, yes, will probably do it. It's important that we don't want you to get sick, but they're not going to be as happy doing it for you. It's not going to be as pleasant of an experience as if you, when you ask in a humble way and you say, look, I, this would really help me out if you're able to do this for me, then they're going to want to help you because again, they're going to have that neurotransmitter release. It's going to make them feel good. And they're going to feel rewarded for being able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just thinking back on your example, Trisha, of your friend asking for a ride. If she had framed it as, Hey guys, uh, I'm stuck. Someone pick me up. Mm-hmm. That would have been so different because Trisha would have been like, nope, I'm actually on my way to my tailor or I'm actually doing this. Sorry. And it, 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 it wouldn't let Trisha know that she would have been appreciative, I guess. Yeah. But since she asked in such a humble way, it was like, I promise that I can take an Uber if I need to, but I just thought it would be nice to ask. That was, it was really kind about it. Mm-hmm. It was also funny that same friend I ended up, we went out a few days later and I was the DD. And so I drove her home. And when I dropped her off, she's like, okay, next time I'm the DD, I got you. And then she sent me a text the next day saying, okay, I promise the next time we go out, I will drive you around. And I responded, honestly saying, I would prefer if we could just go drink together. Like, you no one has to be the DD. You don't have to do that. And, but it's out of her feeling of obligation that since I did a favor, she feels the need to return the favor. And I'm not saying never return favors, but I think there's a limit. You don't always have to, because if then she returns my favor, then I feel like, okay, now I got to do something for her. And then it's just this back and forth. And then, then it becomes an ex 
change of a transactional exchange as opposed to I'm doing you this favor because I want to. And when you Mm -hmm. have a solid friendship, I feel like you just trust and you know, like I'm here for you now. You'll be there for me when I need it as opposed to I'm here for you. Okay. Therefore I'm going to do that. And this is not to pick on her or anything. I'm just using her as an example because it was a healthy discussion to have. And I think it's overall or the, the big picture of this is, being okay with sitting there and receiving a favor, mm-hmm. which is hard. One thing that I really love, a lot of people know this about me, is asking for directions. Mm-hmm. I would so much rather ask for directions from someone than use my GPS. And especially when I lived in New York City and you're walking everywhere, I've come to find out since moving to Savannah that it's a lot harder to ask for directions when you're in the car. And so mm-hmm. I always use my GPS. But if you're walking down the street and you ask for directions, it's not, I feel like we don't do it out because of that sense of guilt. We feel like, oh, I don't want to burden that person and be annoying to them by asking for help. But I've always found when people ask me for directions, I get to help them. And then they are happy. And then when I look back at my day, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was great. I got to help that person. Even if I wasn't able to help them, usually it's a positive exchange of information. That could just be because I like talking to strangers. But the other thing just to point out is this isn't always going to work. There were plenty of times in New York City when I would ask for directions and people would look at me like I was crazy and they'd literally say like you don't have a phone (laughs) and so I think so that's I have been that person on the street as a New Yorker being like uh look up your phone and I've done that to Trisha too we've been walking and she won't pull out her GPS I'm like I'm getting so stressed like I just want to know where I'm going I'm pulling out my GPS Trisha pull out your GPS like this is not a time to like just da 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 I think that's something I disagree on. I would say GPSs, I would use those, in my opinion, because they are so ingrained, I guess, like into our culture, like everyone's kind of expected to use a GPS. But then again, now I'm thinking about it, maybe Ubers will then be only accepted and there is times to push those boundaries. But I'm one of those people with GPSs. I'm like, ugh. There's, I think there's a time and a place. So if, for example, I was busy and running to an appointment and someone stopped and asked me for directions, there have been times that I've said no too. And I would be like, you know, I really want to help you, but I just don't have the time right now. Good luck or something. And that's going to happen. I think that's okay. And, but the point is for every person who denies you, there are going to be so many other people who are happy to help. So yes, it's situational. If you're stressed and in a bind and you need to get somewhere fast, probably wandering around asking for help isn't going to be the most efficient route to take. And I think that's part of it too, is we all want super fast efficiency, but often asking for help is just as efficient or asking for directions and you get to meet cool people, have good conversations and restore faith in humanity. So this is something I'm a strong believer of because it reminds you how good people are at heart when someone does take the time to help you, especially because most people have your mentality, Molly, of like, I can use my GPS. That's a lot faster. I'm not going to take my time to stop and ask this person. But just throwing it out there, my cousin met her husband asking (laughs) for directions on Fifth Avenue in New York City. I'm just saying. And I don't expect that to happen. The reason I brought up this example is to say that Sometimes people are going to say no, and you'll get that slap in the face, but don't let it break you. So you might run into Molly on the street, and she says, I'm not going to give you directions, but that doesn't mean that no one will, because next time you might run into me. And it's 
obviously situation dependent, but don't be afraid to ask for help. That's my big thing. Yeah. I think taking that same mentality, I think that would make me feel more comfortable is doing the thing where you ask others for help in requesting like opinions on reviews or things like that instead of going online. I think just the bigger picture is taking one piece of technology that makes you more independent and choosing not to use it. I think that'd be a good, actually, that's a good take home. I'll add my take home now, (laughs) but I think that'd be a good way to start kind of reverting back to how we used to behave a couple, a couple of years ago, even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So instead of relying on the reviews, ask for your friend's opinion, or instead of taking an Uber, ask for a ride, Because again, it's not all about you. And so Molly and I both work in helping professions. We get a lot of fulfillment and joy from helping others, but everyone does, according to this psychological study I was reading earlier, is that everyone feels better helping other people, even though in that moment, so let's say you're stopping and asking for directions and someone's really stressed, maybe in that moment, they're not going to be in the space the brain space to stop and help you. But in most situations, people will feel good helping you. And if they don't have a career where that's present on a daily basis, like for us, that's present every day. We get to help people. And so we get that reward for other people. That might not be the case for you listening. You might not get to help people every day. And so when you do, and someone asks you for help and you get that chance to help them, it can feel really good. And that's not something you can really create. Yes, you can go volunteer and help people, but it's such a bonding experience when someone asks you for help and then you get to do it. Yeah, I think that's really, really true. And I think that's why people go into helping professions because they crave that. So I think everyone kind of craves that. Something else when I was reading about this stuff earlier someone there was an article I came across that was talking about the phrase like let me know how I can help so let's say someone's sick and we say like your friend is sick and say let me know how I can help generally people don't end up reaching out and asking for help but usually if you're saying let me know how I can help it's because you want to but in a situation like that you feel awkward you don't want to impose and I think that's the other factor here besides feeling guilty you don't want to be an imposition If I stop, if I bring them food, are they going to think that I am judging them or I think less of them or I'm imposing because I bring this person a meal? Maybe that's too much. Whereas back in the day, I feel like showing up randomly at someone's doorstep with a plate of food to say, hey, I heard you're sick, here's some food. That was way more socially acceptable. Totally. And it's, I think we need to bring that back. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I think going back on that point too about what you said, like, let me know how I can help. That's again, putting the person in, I don't know. I think in that situation, just help. I think it's tricky though, because you don't know what the person needs. So the whole point of this article was saying, was encouraging the person to ask for help because the person who's saying, who wants to help does may not know how. So if, for example, if someone's sick, you, they might not want people, they might not want germs in their house. So you might mm. think you're doing a good thing by bringing them food or by showing up at their door. But to them, they're like, Oh my gosh, I really don't want people here. What would really be yeah. helpful is if you could go pick up my kids from school. 
But mm-hmm. uh, usually we don't even ask, like, could you go pick up kids from school? And obviously you're not going to go pick up someone's children from school without being asked. I got them. <laughs> but even, like, let's say you have a friend who's going through a breakup. Some people want time to themselves. Some people want to talk. And so I think it's important to communicate your needs. I guess my my brain going more into the guilty aspect, because that's something I'm working on. If someone said, let me know how I could help, I would say... I'm not going to ask them because. And that's then, my point. That's my point is we want to be know. comfortable knowing that if you're offering to help, they want to, like, I genuinely want to help. If you're going, like when you were dealing. But then uh-huh. how do we, I guess another thing I want to talk about is how do we show that we're super genuine about it too? Because we are like it or not, like we're in the society where it's uncomfortable to ask for help now. So on the other end, by offering help too, how can we make sure that, the person asking for help feels comfortable asking for it, I guess. So like yeah. when the person says, let me know how I can help, maybe show how genuine you are. Be like, I'm more than happy to do anything to make this situation easier for you. Please text me and I can help. And then that opens the door more for that the guilty asker to do it. Yeah. And then eventually it gets less guilty. I'm just thinking of my own brain and the guilt that I feel, and it's harder for me. Oh, it's hard for me too. But thinking off the top of my head, I think you have a good point. That whole let me know is very vague. And we've talked in other episodes about not using that phrase too much. So what? just thinking off the top of my head, maybe something you could say is, I am really wanting to help you through this time. Would it be better if I made a meal or do you want me to do something else? Or like give maybe offer a few things and see what they say because then I think once you show you're serious about helping or maybe give a time say I would really love to help I'm totally free Wednesday afternoon what can I do instead of let me know if there's something I can do make it a little more direct saying what can I do because then just thinking about my own times when I've been in situations like that where people say how can I comfort you it's nice because then I get to ask them I say you know what I really just want your prayers or you being a support is enough for me. Or it would be really great if you could write the show notes for this episode, for example, like, you know, asking for a really explicit favor in your time of need. So that's what I would say. I agree with you, Molly, in that let me know is a little vague, but it's still on the other person to ask for help. But if you're really wanting to help make it a little more specific. Yes. So I think because of the agent situation we're in, I think it's on both ends to give space for people to ask for help and then get out of your comfort zone to ask for help. I think it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. And then once you do ask for help and someone gives it to you, be okay receiving it. Don't try to... I know someone else who does this, who when they receive a present from someone, they'll go out and get like a really nice present. And it's like... So for example, that happened to me once. I got my friend this pen from Italy and I thought it was just a cool little calligraphy pen. And then she went to Italy a few years later and brought me back a way cooler calligraphy pen that she spent (laughs) a lot more money on. And it was like, she's like, oh yeah, you got me a pen. So I wanted to get you one. And then it took away, like, it was very nice of her and thoughtful, but then it's kind of in a way it's like, she one upped me. It's like my pen was no longer a good gift because now she got me a bigger and better gift. And I think that's actually a huge thing. The whole gift giving is 
how if someone gives you something small and then you give them something really big and now they're going to feel like, oh gosh, now I got to get them something else. Whereas sometimes people just give you a gift because they want to and they're not expecting something in return or they're just send a thank you note. You don't have to one up them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could do a whole episode probably on like the art of gifting, giving or the art of receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very nuanced and tricky. Yeah. And some people are naturally better at it, at receiving. And in any case, when you ask for help, show your appreciation, but just make sure your appreciation is in a form that will still make the other person feel like they did help you and you appreciate the favor not like, okay, you helped me. So now I'm going to help you. But now this is a transaction as opposed to a genuine desire to be there for the other person. Cause that's really I like that about. word transaction because then it, that's a good descriptor of how it ends up feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. All right. Take homes. I already shared mine, um, is that I think it would be great to take away one of your technology-based service is, I guess, <laughs> and use it instead humans to ask for help. Good. I like that. So like, don't use your GPS, ask for directions. I'm just yes. kidding. Cause Molly's like, don't do that. <laughs> But that's an option. I My take home would be, regardless of technology, ask someone for a favor this week. It can be something small. It can be texting your roommate and saying, hey, when you're at the grocery store, do you mind picking up this for me? Or it could be, hey, I'm having a rough day. Do you mind? Can you talk for 10 minutes? Just ask for some small favor from someone and see how it feels. And thank them for it. But chances are you reaching out and asking for that favor is going to make them feel good because now they get the chance to help you and they obviously care about you and want to help. And that's what humans are intended for and intended to do. So ask someone for a favor. Awesome. All right. Um, Let us know what you thought of this episode. I really like talking about it. And I think it is one of those ones that kind of is more difficult. So let us know what you think. And out of a state of 100% humility and gratitude, I would like to ask all of you for a favor, which is could you please, if you have the time, leave a rating or review on iTunes for this podcast, because that's the only way that we increase the visibility for other people to help find our episodes. Molly and I are both very hesitant about asking for reviews and ratings for this very reason that we don't want to be obnoxious or sound salesy or impose be in a position on anyone, but here's our chance to say, please, if you got any value from this episode, take 30 seconds to leave a rating or review. I'm so uncomfortable, but I agree. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, you can email us at lastartofcommunication at gmail.com or Instagram and Facebook. Reach out to us there, all of the social media platforms. All right. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your week. All right. Bye.